Hey, this is Megan Rapino, and I'm Sue Bird. We've decided to turn our crazy IG live show into a podcast for your listening pleasure. Enjoy the show. A Touch More. New episodes of A Touch More drop Tuesday only on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Welcome to Land Parties, episode 17 from the Las Vegas Review Journal. This episode is brought to you by betonline.ag. We are back. I am your host, Ryan Smith. With me, as always, is my co-host, Lucas Egan. Lucas, how was your weekend? What is going on in games? What have you been playing? What's up, my man? I am doing pretty well. I am getting ready to to jump back into The Last of Us with my girlfriend to get ready for The Last of Us Part 2 and uh, kind of jump back into Super Mario Maker just to remind myself how bad I am at courses people make. What about yourself, Ryan? You know, I've been been back on... I finished uh, Final Fantasy VII. That was... I I enjoyed that. I finally finished uh, Jedi uh, Fallen Order. Uh, that was pretty solid, I gotta say. I wish the whole time EA had that uh, that you know the the Star Wars franchise. They did games like that instead of wasting time with Battlefronts. Um, but that that was pretty solid. Uh, other than that, though, uh, it's been it's been busy. I've been I've been working on some behind the scenes things and stuff like that. Um, you know, we're all we're all here in this situation, uh, getting by. I know some things are starting to. Uh, to reopen and whatnot, which is, which is huge. Cause I know a lot of uh, small businesses and, and whatnot are, are having uh, a lot of financial trouble uh, during these times, which uh, Lucas, if you'd like to uh, please introduce our guest. Yeah, we've, we've got a special guest for you guys this week. Andy from press start gaming center right here in Las Vegas is joining us and you know, it's, been around, it's been around for years. Andy, how you, how you doing today? I'm hanging in there, man. Good, good. Yeah, it. You know, we were we're excited to have you, and I know that it, it's been a, a ride for you so far. But uh, we're just excited to kind of get into that and 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 see how people can kind of pitch in and help uh, going forward here. Sounds good. Yeah, it's been it's been a it's been a weird ride because um, the, you know the the governor a couple days ago announced that things were going to start opening and as I'm watching it live, they was talking about retailers and I'm like midnight. Okay. I got to start planning this event. I were to open at midnight. And then like 10 minutes later, he included as part of the closed businesses is arcades and amusement. I'm like, ah, oh. so there goes that idea. And now we're just still sitting here, you know, kind of waiting. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's, it's the, the, the phase reopening that's happening out here in, in Nevada is, it'll be interesting to see how it goes and i know i know it's not been easy on on a lot of people and um yeah just just we're just thankful that you're here and and uh willing to to chat with us today for sure absolutely uh getting into a little bit uh some of the topics i know that uh and i co i completely forgot that this was a uh uh thing actually i was going to start with Borderlands 3. We'll get to that. Uh, first, we got a wild eye trying to bury the lead there. Uh, we got to start with Xbox uh, Series X. We talked about it last week, how on the 7th, they're going to be revealing uh, games. 
um, you know, this this next gen of games. And, you know, the event was uh, it, it was uh, it was a solid event uh, as far as their games, uh, what they're bringing to the table. There were some games on there uh, that I thought, you know, they they looked fun. They look like they're going to be like, this is one of them. It looks like a really fun game to play. Um, graphically, uh, you know, again, I guess I didn't really expect much of a leap, uh, you know, going from Xbox or whatever, uh, this X- Xbox one and PS4 to this next gen. I am, however, to see more, and I think it will happen, uh, more incorporation of, uh, like ray tracing, uh, and those graphic levels. I don't think it's going to come out base wise. So if you were expecting to see that now, uh, from these games, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really, I wouldn't hold my breath on that. I guess, um, it's not going to happen. Uh, they're going to, I think they're going to slowly start working their way into games like that. And that's what they'd like. But I mean, again, if you look at PS4, uh, for example, God of War, the graphics on that were stunning. Not only were the graphics on that stunning, but like literally for a game to like, I don't think there was ever like a load screen, everything flowed beautifully together, uh, which was nuts. Not only that, but every, I mean, it looks so realistic, uh, their faces. So, I mean, they're, they're there, I, but I love to see that, that introduction of, uh, ray tracing, but I mean, what were your thoughts on the games that you saw? Uh, did you watch the event live? I ended up covering it, uh, uh, earlier later on. I didn't watch it live. Yeah, I, I didn't watch it live either. I went back and, and watched it. There are some, some really interesting games that I'm excited for, um, I, the the biggest thing that I was disappointed in is for as much as they hyped this being a, a gameplay focused thing, there wasn't a whole lot of true gameplay. I, th- I thought, um, and yeah. Xbox kind of admitted it as as much later, saying maybe they set the wrong expectations, but uh, they were also the ones that came out and said that. So I mean, they really have themselves to blame for that. But no, I there are a couple of really interesting games. Uh, that the medium looks pretty interesting to me. Uh, the scorn looks pretty interested to me. So, I mean, I, there's some games that I'd be excited to try. I just wish it was more of a gameplay-focused event or they would have been more truthful about what we would have seen just because just I felt like it would have saved them a lot of disappointment from a lot of people. Yeah, well, I mean, again, too, and I feel like it's kind of... And this is... I feel like it's always kind of a tell where, and, and it's almost an expectation now. At least I, I feel like it's more consumable, I guess, to people that are, I guess you'd say, more casual gamers. Uh, you know, being able to see, oh, look at that, that looks amazing. But like, it's like, but this shows me nothing about the gameplay, how it flows, what the controllers even could potentially look like. Uh, you know, what it looks like while it's moving and whatnot. So it is. I mean. It's uh, to me that's just hype stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what those that's what these are are basically uh, made for is to hype people up, uh, you know, get them excited, but not really, you know. Again, they're not. I don't think it's maybe it's not quite there where they feel that uh, they're ready to show that sense, or maybe they're just tightening some things up, uh, you know. But I mean, again, this this I feel like this accomplishes uh, what they're trying to do. For me, it's in, and we'll see how, you know, of course it plays out. 
just with, uh, you know, Sony hasn't, again, Sony has been quiet. Uh, they've been so quiet this whole time. Uh, I, you know, I, I feel like they could have uh, taken this opportunity to at, at least try to explore doing something different. And I know they've been a part of like, uh, I think they're a part of this uh, Game Fest. We talked about that last week. Um, you know, they had their, uh, you know, stay at home campaign stuff, uh, where they were offering out games. So they did at least go out and, um, you know, they're, they're, they're reaching out and they're still doing things. But again, we're still kind of left in the dark with what is going on. What do the games look like? We're, we're not even getting the hype trailers for games from, right. from Sony. And again, this could be part of their strategy. What do, we, what do we know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like, I feel like it, it kind of worked. Uh, it is that formula that worked before for them. And even though, you know, and I feel like as the years go by, people have become more or, or less and less patient. And we want, we, I want to, I want to gobble all of the information up like right now. Uh, and they're making us wait. They're like, look, listen, it's going to be good, but you got to wait. Yeah. I, I, I will say that I don't think either company hit it out of the park with their kind of first, big announcements for for their new systems uh so it'll be interesting to see where each of them go from there uh you know andy I, I'm, I'm interested being the owner of of press start gaming knowing obviously that we're in weird times but but how do you kind of prepare when new systems are coming out and deal with kind of the evolution of of hardware both from the console side and uh the pc side there well i i, I missed part of that sorry Oh yeah, yeah. So, how how do you kind of prepare for when when they're gearing up for new consoles and having to gear up with kind of the evolution of of PC stuff too on on that side of it? I just I just follow what customers are looking for. Um, I try not to get too big into the hype because there's so much hype behind games. And then let's I, I can't even think of an example right now. Let's, let's say like Battlefield. I think it was Battlefield uh, One. Mm-hmm. I ended up buying like four or eight copies of that game and they just sat you know <laughs> nobody played it it was so much hype behind it and then it, it doesn't happen so um the consoles i'm kind of scared about now as far as as far as me having because i have to buy everything i'm going to buy all these new consoles i'm going to upgrade my monitors and now we're closed you know so i i and there's a i do a big event every year before evo the psg classic and now that's canceled and that's usually my black friday so i was planning on taking the money that i make from that holding on to it till november when i could buy all the consoles so that's out the window so everything's like everything's up in the air and it's all like back to square one and i don't even know what square one is yet because the news cycle's changing daily so i (laughs) who knows man have you looked at or have you like spoken with anybody about maybe exploring some different opportunities, kind of venturing into maybe, you know, figuring out a way to utilize the digital space uh, in order to be able to compensate for this loss of revenue during the shutdown? Because, you know, there's other than that, it, we're, we're you're kind of left at the mercy of either and, and you know, according to reports and stuff. Uh, you know, the it's just been a big hassle with people trying to receive any kind of uh, small business loans, uh, you know, unemployment, uh, things of that nature. Yeah, this small business loan. I mean, that I, I think I, I've applied for all those. That's kind of out of the window, I think, because um, we're so small. I really don't have any employees. It's just me and a few volunteers that keep this place running. Uh, I, I've gotten a couple emails saying that we've received your application, but nothing else past that. And um, it seems like bigger companies and restaurants and 
and even a lot of publicly traded companies are getting that money. So I'm not banking on that. Uh, I could get by if I could get the unemployment, but the because un- I, I guess now uh, uh, self-employed and 1099 people are eligible for unemployment. But the system is not updated yet. So when I went right. to apply back in March, it said I'm ineligible because I'm self-employed. So the system's supposed to be updated mid-May. Hopefully that'll happen. And then who knows how many thousands and thousands of people in Vegas are going to be uh, right. applying for that. So I don't know how long that'll take. But if I if I can at least get that and get that back pay, then that should help cover some of the cost of that I'm missing. Because I'm not only am I missing, but even when I can open, whenever that's going to be, I know it's going to be you know, social distancing. So I've kind of already set up the store in, the, in that way where I've, I've taken out monitors, placed them six feet apart, moved out some arcade cabinets, uh, set up a couple, ta- a couple extra tables for, for, for the monitors that I moved so that people are more distanced. But my business relies on uh, tournaments and events where, I've, where I gather 60, 80 people in here, you know? And without being able to do that, <laughs> I, I don't know what, 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 what the business is going to look like, you know, day one. Right. And I think, I mean, again, even, I mean, even when things do start opening up and whatnot, you know, there's no guarantee that people are going to be wanting to jump out and just be out there in the open. I think it's going to be kind of a slow, you know, upturn uh, for things. And again, only time, you know, time's a huge factor as far as what happens, uh, you know, moving forward. So it's just like, all right, well, I have to know, you know, or I, I'm trying to figure out how do I how do I stay afloat now? How can I, you know, uh, that's why, you know, again, I know there's a lot of, uh, uh, you know, you're looking for help. And I know that you definitely need help uh, as far as being a small business and just being able to, uh, you know, sustain uh, during times like these. Uh, what are what are some ways that people uh, could can can reach out and, and help? Well, we, we, we started uh, a GoFundMe two weeks ago. And I've, I was shocked at the, the response that I got. I got, uh, I've raised over $8,000 so far in that's awesome. two weeks. Um, that's just a start, you know, cause I, I, I need to be prepared for, for when we do open, I know my revenue is going to be cut in half or more, but the bills are still piling up. And being closed for two months, not only not only the store bills, but you know my my personal life too. I, I have my apartment, and then my cell phone bill. That the revenue from this place is what pays for that and pays for the store. You know, and that's that was cut off. It's it's gone, uh, and I saw it coming too. It, it, it the the business kind of started tanking at the end of February. People were starting to get sketched. Tournaments slowed down i know a few people that were helping me run events they were not allowed to leave their house anymore and this was this was before it all happened you know before the shutdown and at at that point i was like worried that something worse was going to come and then of course it did you know are are there are there other ways beyond uh beyond the gofundme or or is that the best way that if people want to reach out to that's really the best way right now man because i can't um if I could have people in in the door, you know, customers right. to come in and support, I would. But I just, I just, I just can't do that right now, you know. And it's not worth the risk of of <laughs> because I only charge six dollars an hour. It's not not worth uh, me trying to get 
sneak a few people in here at six bucks an hour, get in trouble, or someone gets sick. It's it's not worth it, you know. Now you you had said that you were initially surprised with with the response you were getting back. What 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 were you expecting when you started the GoFundMe? I mean, I I, I imagine that it was a, a pleasant surprise. I hope. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, uh, I had a talk, a long talk with a with a with a friend of mine, somebody who just opened a uh, tattoo shop next door, and we talked for about two hours. He was kind of talking to me about setting up this GoFundMe, and I really was kind of. I don't like, I don't like asking people, you know, for money, but we talked about it and he said, people want to support you. People like your business. So I, I did it. And that day was, was really a stressful day. Cause I was doing some SBA loan stuff too. And some of my stuff was getting rejected. I had to try and reach out to my accountant. He was closed. I had to get paperwork ready for that. So it was just a, a really stressful day. And then, uh, so by about, we, we, I had this talk with this guy for about two hours. And then at like eight o'clock, I was said, to hell with it. I'm just going to go ahead and make this go fund me. I made it, got it ready. And I just sat at the computer for like five, 10 minutes until I finally got the courage to post it. And then I posted it to, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And within like five minutes, I got like three or four donations instantly. And I just started, <laughs> I just started bawling, dude. I was just started crying because uh, the whole, the whole, the calamity of all this really just got to me, you know, it's, it's just, it's just, it's just bad. You know, I've been doing this for seven years. I thought something like, I thought maybe um, another business or technology would be the, be, would put me out of business eventually, but I didn't want to go out. I don't want to go out like this, you know, this is out of everybody's hands. Right. Can, can you take me back to the beginning? What got, what made you want to start press start? What, what got you into it? Um, I had the idea 15 years ago, maybe with it, with, uh, I've been in business for seven years now. I opened the day PS4 came out okay. and then Xbox X, that was November 15, 2013. And then Xbox came out uh, like a week or two weeks later, but um, I'm 42, so I can't. I, I grew up in like the late 80s, early 90s. I are going to the arcade, putting your quarter up, being next, and I wanted that kind of energy. But I knew arcades were dead, right? So it had to include. It was kind of like I wanted a fusion of arcade land center with your typical land center, or back then like an internet cafe. Um, it was rows of PCs, quiet, kind of like a library. And I wanted it more loud, active music, people screaming, yelling, hearing arcade machines here, you know. So that's where I kind of came up with the idea. And when, when I first opened, what I thought it was going to be and what it became were, I mean, from the, from the very first customer, as soon as I opened the door, were two different things. And then I just had to, like, readjust. My background has always been, like, uh, retail management and tra sales training. So from the moment my customers started coming in and I saw what I was going to, was that what I was going to get, I had to like refocus and readjust the business model. Yeah, no, that, uh, that, yeah, it's, it's crazy, you know, and it, it doesn't surprise me though, uh, that people again, especially, and I think that, you know, this is more and more people are seeing this, uh, the video game community as a whole I feel, and I kind of, you know, the, this is the same with live stream, the, uh, uh, you know, streaming community. It's just, there's a lot of caring people that are out there that, you know, it does mean something to them and they are willing to, you know, uh, help and, and support, 
uh, in any means that may be, you know, just going and when when the times uh we could you know going in and playing the games to hey you know you have a GoFundMe up let me i'd like to continue supporting uh i know that people are are having uh, a rough time and and you know people are struggling uh we're able to come out and and help out is amazing amazing to see uh people people doing that and it's not surprising especially out here man like the the video game community out here in vegas is it's strong it's strong and i i feel like it's a a tight-knit community and that's that's been my that's been my fight this whole time too is like uh the reason i i keep pushing is because of the people uh the community has been so supportive from day one and i've made a lot of friends and gotten to know different scenes and and a lot of it's very like self-sufficient scenes where they organize their own events here and other places and us and different venues, we all get along and it's, and it's, and it's, and that, that's the, the, it's the energy that's, that, that keeps me going, you know? Absolutely. Andy, again, where can we find you? Where can we, uh, give us, where are you on the interwebs? Where can we go and, uh, help support and, and make sure that, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're uplifting. So when things do, uh, start returning to normal and as we all, uh, struggle through, if we're able to, uh, go out and support you, where can we find stuff at? Well, when we, when we, when we open again, we're, we're kind of hiding in the, in a, in a little plaza, but we're right next door to the pinball hall of fame about a mile uh, east of UNLV. So if you're familiar with Pinball Hall of Fame, we're right next door to them on, on uh, Tropicana. Press Start LV on Instagram and uh, Twitter. And then our website's press, uh, PSGLV.com. PSG, Press Start Gaming LV, like Las Vegas. Dot com. <laughs> awesome andy again thank you so much we're gonna take a quick break uh but but don't go anywhere we've got a lot more news more topics to talk about uh right around the corner with currently no nba nhl or mlb you might think there's nothing to bet on well you'd be wrong bet online still has hundreds of events games and props to wager on From their online casino to poker and blackjack, they're bringing Vegas to you. Missing the NFL? No problem, because BetOnline has live, daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can bet on. You can also still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. All open 24 hours a day and all online. Go online to betonline.ag and use the promo code BLUEWIRE to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online wagering solution. And welcome back, everybody. Thanks for listening to that quick message. And we are going to move on to our next topic, which... Ryan, I know that video game movies have had a spotty record. Uh, Hopefully that's turning for the better with our last couple ones in Sonic and Detective Pikachu. And Borderlands, the movie, is is getting ready to get made. And we've got a a pretty big piece of casting news. And Kate Blanchett, who I think most people at least recently are recognized from Thor Ragnarok, uh, is going to play Lilith. And Ryan, what do you think about this? That doesn't make sense to me uh i don't know i i don't know like she like to me lilith like kate blanchett is is uh you know 
I don't know. The, like the age range seems kind of weird to me. I, I feel like that casting is a little weird. Uh, one thing that excites me about this is the fact that uh, Eli Roth uh, mm-hmm. is a part of it. So that could be cool. I don't know. And now is this supposed to be a, is this live action or is there going to be any kind of animation uh, uh, built into this? Cause I would love to see this as an animated film, to be honest. Uh, Cause then I wouldn't care. It doesn't matter. Like as live action, like that doesn't, it doesn't fit little to me. It may make more sense as an animated uh, film, uh, even if they did something like uh, almost like a, like a, a, a scanner darkly or something like that, uh, mm-hmm. which would be interesting because you know the artwork of the whole Borderlands series is is very different stylistically uh, from a lot of uh, what we what you see in games, which mm-hmm. I think really helps uh, to make it stand out and whatnot. Uh, I, I do see one of the producers, Avi Arad, uh, who did uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, and and uh, Eric, uh, I'm not sure how, Eric, Fag <laughs> will helm the production. I think it's Fag, maybe. I, I wanted to say Faggy, uh, but I know that uh, that's, uh, what's his name? But uh, I'm not sure who that dude is, but that one dude, uh, or the one person, Avi, uh, in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, I love that film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was fantastic. So, you know, this will be this will be interesting. I would I would much rather see this as an animated film personally. Yeah, I, I will say this very quickly. Being a Keanu Reeves fan, I think you were the first person I've ever heard reference a Scanner Darkly outside of myself. So high five for that. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I love that movie. I think everybody should. If you have not seen a Scanner Darkly, stop. Don't stop what you're doing. Keep listening. But afterward, go watch a Scanner Darkly. That's a fantastic film. You know, um, you know. You know, it's funny because I, I had not even thought about them doing Borderlands as, as an animated movie. It, that, that would be, be awesome. That would be fantastic if they did that. That's um, the only way to do that movie. Right. And, you know, <laughs> the, one of the screenwriters is also doing the adaptation of The Last of Us TV series for HBO. So basically, we're in the hands of one person here. So the, the big video game adaptations into uh, miniseries and movies is is in this guy's hands and so if they're bad we know who to blame at least to start <laughs> yeah yeah you know i i just think back to kate's performance in thor ragnarok and i mean i can kind of see that working the age doesn't make a whole lot of sense but we've seen weird things like done yeah, like, something geez. like that. We, we, we've we seen yeah. weirder things done with de-aging of actors, though, in movies, so maybe. I don't know. But why I mean, even... But why... Go ahead, go she's ahead. A very, she's a very diverse actress, but mm-hmm. yeah, she's like 60. <laughs> <laughs> which isn't... Yeah, which in, in Lilith... I would think Lilith is, is maybe in her 30s. Yeah. I think. Like, I was like, that doesn't make... Like, <laughs> when, when they announced it, I was like, I said... Like I literally had to do a double take. I was like, that can't be right. Like, what are you talking about? But however, it makes more sense if if it is an animated film. I think it's gotta be it. Hopefully, she, an hopefully she's not something. hopefully she doesn't listen to this. She's 50, not 60. My bad. <laughs> oh my god. I just looked it up. She's <laughs> only 50? Kate Blanchett, huh? Yeah, maybe maybe I'm mistaking her for somebody else. Um and I know I remember her in Thor Ragnarok, but what else has she done? Like I know she's been in a lot of things. A like lot. she, her name doesn't. Yeah, I, but like her. I'm ignoring a large portion of her filmography, but she was. 
I don't even the the elf ladies in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I, Lord I, of the I Rings. I don't know how to pronounce her name. Avatar. Oh, oh my gosh! Yeah, she's been like in all kinds of huge yeah, things. She, yeah, a lot of huge but things. Like I feel like she's very diverse. Yeah, but like she is super diverse, and that's and you know you and you got to have a great appreciation for that because like. I don't recognize her as the actress. I just know her, her as the character, and I'm just right. like, "Oh, that's Kate Kate Blanchett." That's who. That's who that is. Yeah, right. right. You know, I'm not. What do I know? I'm just. We you know, I'm just some muggle that's uh, over here talking trash. <laughs> Clearly, they know what they're doing. That is their profession. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and shut my face. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just hoping that we're turning the corner. So I, I, I'll be happy if this movie turns out well. I'm hoping that they're about to have their comic book movie renaissance here. I mean, dude, I mean, again, and, and you said that you, you prefaced it uh, here uh, a little bit ago. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, video game movies have been absolute trash. Uh, but lately with Pikachu uh, and, and even Sonic, um, you know what I mean? I feel like they're at least up in their game as far as with that stuff. They're at least palatable. In this day and age, whereas, I mean, again, my my memory always goes back to Goombas in Mario <laughs> Brothers. Dude, and oh, no. And Dennis Hopper, that's, as what, what, that's not Bowser? <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, what? That was just a train wreck of a movie. But, like, it's like one of those things where, like, you can't not, like, look, you have to kind of like, oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, no, it's terrible. But I gotta look. I got to look. Uh, you know, uh, so it's good that, that they pushed past that. And I feel that even, even in the sense of movies and things like that, uh, especially with, with the, we're kind of in that like superhero, like age right now, where that is the big thing. So it's a lot more acceptable, I feel like, uh, than it previously has been. Uh, so I think that's kind of helped that where, people it's it's becoming more mainstream you have a lot more people or younger people especially uh that are are you know very much involved in this in the streaming like this is their life you know what i mean it's like we lived in a time where there wasn't even internet well, uh, it's also, to, it's to, also <laughs> being accepted by the parents too that's the yes. difference parents are more accepting of it so they'll pay for the movie tickets for the kids to go see this kind of stuff where before they probably weren't you know right mm -hmm. they they definitely there's definitely that play on nostalgia for the parents, you know, and then they're able to get their kids and build this new love of this thing that we as parents absolutely loved. You know what I mean? It's like, I enjoy it. Like I, I really enjoyed watching all that stuff. Cause that's exactly what it did. I was like, Oh, I'll play it. And like, yeah. This, 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 I was like, Oh, that's a fun this generation. Story. This is the first generation of kids that are growing up with parents that played games. Cause when I grew yeah. up, I played games. My, my parents didn't know what's going on. They didn't, they had no interest in it. I play games. Mm -hmm. My my daughter who's growing up, she likes to play games and I'll play with her. You know, this, right. is, this is the time where it's all going to come together. Yeah. See, that's crazy because my dad actually played games. I remember he played Mech Warrior, like really? Doom. We had a Commodore 64. We had, you know what I mean? An Atari. Like, oh, then you were, we very much played. Yeah. yeah no, I was one of the lucky ones. Yeah yeah. 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 Where that very much was a thing. Like, I, like, since I was young young i've been playing games because you know my dad played games and and we always had games you know yeah, very cool so it's it yeah yeah you definitely had the cool parents ryan i'm jealous <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa just because we had the game <laughs> did not mean that they allowed us to play the game okay <laughs> that was a whole nother story <laughs> yeah i was i was no, limited but, on time 
to play. Yeah. I had a set time yes. that I could play between this time and this time, and that was it. And that was it. Exactly. Yep. yep. <laughs> but yeah, no, we'll 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 see how they do with this. Um it is interesting. I know that this isn't their first time uh having these talks about a borderline borderlands movie uh coming out. Cause I think there there was another project that they had talked about it and then it just didn't work out or something. So I don't know. We'll see also if they, you know, how the development of this film goes on and if they're able to. I mean, obviously, too, within this current situation, it's then not even going to begin filming until I'm guessing sometime next year, maybe, maybe later this year. We'll see how it plays out. Um, but uh, it'll it'll definitely be uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. I'm kind of like I was like, I'll check that out. I'll watch that. Yeah, I, I, I'm game for this one. What's going to happen? Have you heard anything about like just just overall entertainment? Because production, if everything's on hiatus, they're going to run out of content. Like, what's going to happen when new seasons of shows come out or new movies are supposed to? Are we just going to have this like dead period sometime? You know, like December, January, where there's nothing new. Do you know? Or <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, yeah, and and that's because I know that's another in, that's another industry that uh, is also uh, hit and, and has been affected uh, by it as well. Because you have a lot of people that are are independent contractors right. uh, on that side and whatnot. So you know, again, they're they're seeing those struggles and and yeah, it's like I know I have a buddy that has a, a little production company out here. And, you know, he's not he's not he does a lot of convention work and stuff like that. Who? Do, yeah, I don't think conventions are even going to be a thing this year. No. Possibly. So, so yeah. you know what I mean? It's like I think they're just going to be like, ah, no, nah, we're just going to we'll we'll do it digitally and then and then we'll we'll start it again next year. Uh, so, that you know, again, these these we're just at the beginning, I feel like, of this. And, you know, hopefully they're able to square things away to at least make this process more efficient and get dollars into people's hands uh, that that need it, because there's a lot of people that are struggling uh, during these times. I think more is going to have to come down the pipe from the federal government that hasn't happened yet. They're just waiting to because they don't know what's what's going to happen. Like, you know, you hear word about a monthly stimulus or they're going to do a one year uh, rent forgiveness. I mean, this is all speculative, but I think something like that's going to have to happen because even if they open up the city or the country, it's not going to come back right away. It's going to take a long time for things to recover and people are still going to be out of work or short hours. You know, it's just, it's, it's all bad. <laughs> yeah, no, you're absolutely correct. Um, kind of kind of switching gears here real quick i just want to hit up uh our last topic this has kind of been uh a little jarring uh for for a lot of people and i know it's not this I, I i talked about this a little bit or we talked about this on uh this is lex brought it up uh on the cfg uh game cast uh but you had <laughs> this is crazy van oh no that's not the right one there we go i'm over here man <laughs> i was like that's not what i was trying to do uh, Vancouver, uh, Titans here basically has, has dropped their entire roster. Uh, this is absolutely bonkers. This is, uh, obviously ongoing due to the ongoing, uh, COVID-19 essentially, uh, and the story is over here on the verge, uh, dot com. But essentially what happened is that they, you know, a lot of their players are from, uh, Korea and they're, you know, in Canada, they're based out of Canada, they live in Canada during the season. Uh, with the changes and things kind of, you know, with the whole current situation, 
they had sent them back home. Now, this is where it kind of gets a little weird because uh, they're 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 having issues uh, because of the time zones. And that makes absolutely no sense to me because, number one, did you not think about time zones? Time zones is not a new concept. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Yes, in, in Korea, it is a completely different time, you know what I mean, than where it is in, in Toronto. Uh, how do you not how – how is that even an issue of a thing? Um it just blows my mind. And instead of, and and, it, and and instead of them, so basically they're just going to pick up, uh, I'm not even sure what they're going to do, to be honest. They basically uh, released their entire roster and I don't know what happened here uh, after that. Do they pick up a B squad? Do they pick up people that are local or at least regionally? This is something else that we've had a conversation about way back at the beginning of land parties about player fatigue mm-hmm. uh, and other things restrictions and think it got big too fast. And this is another symptom of this happening. Number one, how does a team just basically dissolve? That shouldn't happen. That shouldn't even be a thing. Number two, you have all these different time zones. You've got these people doing all this crazy traveling and, and it wears them down. It beats them up. And it's just, this is too unrestricted as far as with that. And, and this is really showing uh, the trouble that Overwatch League is having, at, which goes into another problem, if you, you care to extrapolate, Lucas. Yeah, you know, on, on top of what you just mentioned, there's been a couple of players that have re- just retired from Overwatch League and or are jumping ship to Valorant. And, you know, I saw this on Twitter, and I'm sorry whoever this is because I'm forgetting who said <laughs> this, but... They said something to the effect of, how crazy is it that you can already make a list of the best retired Overwatch players? I mean, this league is not that old. And it, it's just blowing my mind that as popular as Overwatch is as a game, as popular as the Overwatch League has been, that there's been these issues kind of simmering that they've been able to say, it's okay because we're still super popular. But now they're kind of reaching a point where you're like, wait a second, I mean, this is going to come to a head here, and, and where do you even go from here? To me, this is just clearly, this is a case of mismanagement of an organization is what it is, uh, because they should not, you're right, it's way too popular, it's, you know what I mean, like all kinds of things, and you're you are literally seeing an example of it uh, just struggling uh, uh, around, and I think, you know, uh, this is Lex made a good point. Uh, they kind of paint it as if, you know what I mean? It's almost like an Olympic style thing, countries versus countries. Uh, but we know the rosters are not made up of people primarily from either that country or even, you know what I mean, that continent uh, half the time. So it's like, whereas I feel like that's a little more acceptable in something like, a, you know, could they do it in NBA and any, any, any sport uh, and anywhere as far it's the same thing. Uh, but it just feels dirtier when you kind of paint it as a, hey, it's our, you know what I mean, our national team or our national city or or whatever, our our national city, our state city, <laughs> uh, <laughs> our state city versus your state city. You know what I mean? Uh, you expect it to be, you know, kind of local cats or at least people in that general area, uh, but not people from other countries. That's more like I think that's more fitting for a, a Call of Duty, uh, the Call of Duty League and and things like that. So I thought that was kind of interesting, too. And it's like, I mean, overall, it, it just feels like a, a big 
mismanagement and not and them and again not not that they're deliberately trying to do this just that it got way too big way too fast and they have not had the fluidity to manage all the things and then obviously you had then bam there goes uh uh COVID-19 now we're talking about a whole other space and how do we continue uh not only is it continuing to get this stuff out to people but they also have sponsorship deals so there's all kinds of back-end stuff and back-end conversations uh that are also happening within this so you know to me it's, it's just disappointing to see uh Overall, but I mean, you don't, people don't jump ship like this uh, because things are, are peachy. You know what I'm saying? I was going to say, speaking, speaking back to a callback to the store land parties, you know, this was kind of getting into the public's eye because they, some, a lot of their casters were leaving at, at, right before the start of the season. And, yep. you know, we had talked about that. That's a little weird that you're, you're letting a lot of your most popular personalities go like that and letting them walk away. And, and yeah, like you said, maybe now we're just getting a, a deeper look into that. There's just dysfunction. Uh, you know, I would say this: there's a reason why NFL teams are reluctant to put a team in London because they don't want to have that consistent travel. Um, and so, right. you know, it, it it just seems like like you said they're trying to grow too much too fast. And now all of a sudden, a, a perfect storm of events is coming to bite them in the behind here. Yeah. I mean, it's biting them right now. <laughs> we can see it. The people, I think the numbers are going to, you know, reflect reflect that. Not only that, but you also had them moving over from Twitch, the most popular gaming site, over to YouTube Gaming, which is absolutely <laughs> affecting the numbers because the numbers aren't, can't, and again, I'm just speculating. I'm, I'm just guessing because I haven't gone and looked at the stats, but I can't imagine that YouTube Gaming is doing nearly as many views as what Twitch was doing. Not only did they not have the in-game, uh, you know, loot drop stuff that you can get through YouTube Gaming, you know what I mean, with the, uh, um, the uh, you can get uh, for watching, you can get Overwatch League uh, tokens and then per- use those League tokens to then purchase uh, skins and and other other things of that nature. Um, so, you know, again, it's a, that's a double whammy. Like, it didn't, it never, it, like... I don't under, it didn't make sense for them to move off of Twitch. They had built out the infrastructure and maybe it just came to YouTube said, "Hey, we're going to throw a bucket load of money at you." And, you know, instead of them looking at the the long-term effects of it, they looked at that short gain and said, "Hey, we think it's it's better to go for the short gain." Again, they could have never and nobody could have predicted of uh, the situation that we're in right now. So I think there's a lot of people right now that are like this definitely was not the plan. This is not the, I, I, how do we, how do we, you know, how do I, I've got to figure out a way to adapt uh, to this situation and, and all this stuff. And it's not an easy thing to do. You know who is happy right now, right? Games. They're, they're celebrating here. They're probably <laughs> popping the champagne and, and ready to, to move in. And <laughs> Yeah, that's for sure. But I mean, again, they have their own issues uh, with the anti-cheat. Uh, just very quickly, I just wanted to mention, thank you for that. Uh, I just wanted to mention that they're there. We talked about this here a couple episodes ago, but that Vanguard uh, anti-cheat that basically uh, installs the uh, uh, kernel, it installs it like basically the administrative level. People are now reporting issues uh, with their CPUs after uh, this last update that they did. They made an update so that it was so that you could make it visible to see that the anti-cheat is running in your uh, dock. And 
basically what that did was they they broke it uh, when they did that because now it's it's going through it's silently killing people's ports like their keyboard ports USB port their uh, 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 mouse USB port it's turning off people's cooling systems uh, because it's seeing it as a threat and it's got that kind of uh, access to your uh, uh, to your PC. That's why we said it was dangerous to have this on because this anti-cheat runs, even if you don't have the game, I uninstalled it, by the way, even if you don't have the game running, the uh, the anti-cheat is, is running. And the other, the, the big kicker to me on this whole situation is that there's still hackers. There's still hackers and cheaters. So it is doing nothing. <laughs> they are just getting access and, and administrative access at that to your PC. And now it is causing problems. And I think people can now kind of see it more uh, that like, oh, oh, you're telling me that this can soft brick my computer? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> like let me let me go ahead and take a look at that so i'm just saying if you have it have it at your own risk i took it off until they get that thing off there or figure out a way to make it so it does not have that much access they don't need that much access to my you know we've all seen the hey look we promise we won't use this information for bad and then all of a sudden we find out years down the road oh yeah they were selling it over to (laughs) It's like nah, man, nah. I'm, I'm I'm good. I'm good. I don't need it. And I don't, you know. Again, I don't. I, I think that game's hype. Uh, it's not my speed of game. Mm-hmm. Uh, people I think that enjoy like CS:GO and stuff like that will enjoy uh, Valorant. Um, not not for me really. Uh, but yeah, it, it's fun to to play with friends. But I thought you know, and again, I wanted to throw out that warning again, guys. Uh, you know, it is a possibility. It's basically a front door into your PC. Uh, for anybody so please be aware of that do your own research joe uh go and and google it and uh you know we had to, that that is our psa uh on that uh so i think that's gonna wrap us up uh for land parties episode 17 uh again andy thank you so much uh for being a part of the podcast uh coming on and and hanging out with us and just being a part of the conversation uh please uh, one last time where can we find you where can people go and show you some love press start gaming center don't forget the name press start gaming center trop and spencer next to pinball hall of fame psglv.com is our website uh press start lv twitch and instagram and then I'm not sure the the link for our for the GoFundMe page if anybody wants to donate or at least share. We have we have 800 shares so far, which goes a long we'll way. Make sure that we pop that link down. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But you can just search uh, Press Start Gaming Center on the GoFundMe page and it'll pop up. Lucas, what do you have going on for the rest of the week, my friend? I am just I'm ready to play The Last of Us for better or worse. I know that that's a a rough ride at times, but but I'm, I think I'm ready for it. <laughs> Awesome. Again, guys, thank you so much uh, for joining us here at Land Parties. Uh, 
We really appreciate you guys taking the time and listening. Don't forget, check us out on the socials uh, at Land Parties Pods uh, on Twitter. Uh, you can check us out on the Las Vegas Review Journal uh, or any uh, podcasting platform. And I'm saying we are working on making sure that we're making these full uh, interviews and full episodes available on YouTube. We're grinding and working on that to make that available to you guys. Thank you so much for taking the time. We hope you guys have a good rest of the week. And we love your faces.